Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors podcast. I'm Bill Cooper, and I'm down at, I should say up. We're up, Bill. Yeah, Kansas City. <laughs> we came from the south. Uh, but the Kansas City National Fishing Expo. I'm sitting in Billy Smith's booth and been having a good time with Billy Smith. We've been telling people a ton of stories about fishing for smallmouth walleye down on Current River and uh, Jack's Fork, of course, for smallmouth. But right now, I'm happy to have on the show with me Captain Josh Isaacs. And he's the captain down at uh, Branson's Full Throttle Fishing Adventures. And Captain Josh, man, it's good to have you on the show with us. Well, thank you for having me, Bill. It's a uh, it's a pleasure. Hey, it always is when you you're talking fishing. You betcha. You betcha. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever talked fishing when it wasn't fun. But you've uh, have we ever talked anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that I can fault that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've met you through. Uh, Brian Wilson over at... Uh, Stainwater. Yeah, Stainwater. And he's been around for a while. What a tremendous business, man. I've watched Brian over the years, you know, and I've been out with him a few times. And that guy's just a lark to be around. You know, Bill, I run one of his uh, boats um, along with my own fishing deal here. The two years I've been with him, man, we've expanded. It's it's just went absolutely insane. We're we're all over the country now. I mean, we we've had people from the Netherlands... We're we're travel. We got people coming from all over the world to come with us. It's unbelievable. That's just insane. And Brian, I, I get so tickled at him because he's a good old hillbilly boy. You know, raised right there on the river. Oh yeah, right and, on the river. Oh, uh, fishing and uh, this gigging and bow fishing and all sorts of things his entire life. And to me, you know, it's just phenomenal to watch somebody like uh, Brian because. Uh, he was so bashful and backward. First time I talked to him, you should have seen him trying to me trying to get him to be on a radio show. He crawfished for months, man. For months, <laughs> Boy, I got him nailed down, and he was so nervous that came in the radio station. You know, just, man, I don't know if I can do this or not. I said, Brian, forget about the radio station. We're on your boat now. Let's talk. <laughs> you know, that's the way it was when uh, we went out and shot that commercial or. Or uh, broadcast, whatever it was, we went to Bull Shoals and done. He was a nervous wreck. He said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I said, we're going to go fishing. That's what we do. Do what you always do. Yeah. Yeah, it it is great because, of course, everybody likes a good outdoor tale, you know, like to hear the stories, and that's one of the most beautiful things about being in the the outdoor communications business. You know, I get to talk to a ton of people, and it just fascinates me how really – talented people are because when you spend the time on the water or whatever your expertise is deer hunting or whatever when you spend a lot of time at it you learn a little bit oh it's it's unbelievable what you're learning and uh kind of a choked up hard part of the stories my dad has been on table rock bull shoals for 67 years um we lost him back in august well i'm sorry to hear that Uh, that's tough yeah it's that man 
raised us on them rivers and lakes and in the woods and and he always wanted us to do it you know and and we went crazy with it it's uh it's 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 exploded it's it's went nuts and his favorite thing to do was pick up an old altar light with a 16th or 32nd ounce jig <laughs> or pick up an an altar light with a small quarter eighth ounce spoon on it and just go smack them crappie and white bass and oh and, and, then, and, and i tell you what you know how lucky you are but i'm gonna tell you again yeah. you know to have a have a man like that in your life my dad was the same way world war ii i grew up across the state you know in southeast missouri in the swamps there and my dad was known way back then there wasn't any fancy stuff back then i'm talking the 50s 60s 70s and uh, my dad was considered one of the two best fishermen in mississippi county i hated to fish with my dad you know, you know, because he, he just clobbered me all the time. You know, back in the day, my dad was a big bass fisherman. Uh, him and Cleo Renfro and David Jones and them guys, they was born and raised right there at Cape Fair on top of Virgin Bluff. And uh, them guys were known that somebody was getting beat if them boys showed up. I mean, they, everybody in this country that knowed them will tell you that they were going to lose. Bobby Barron was one of them. Bobby Barron was one of the best fishermen in, in southern missouri at the time um still a great fisherman but you know them guys them guys have done it all and man my hat's off they've taught me so much well we've been fortunate i guess to be around people like that in our lifetime and and man you, you do learn from them but talking about my dad he was such a grand fisherman you know i lost my dad when he was 50 years old man and it just really left a big hole in my life but i'm glad he taught me what he did i passed it on my kids and grandkids and uh, i want them to you know to enjoy the outdoors just like i have over the decades and i'm i'm sure you feel the same way well brian i want to back up a little bit backtrack just a little bit and, and uh, let our listeners learn a little bit more about you. They've heard you grew up in the outdoors and that sort of thing. Uh, when did you start guiding? I just started guiding last year. Uh, I've you know I've been deckhand for Brian for a long time, but I went. And I've took care of a lot of people fishing from all over the place, but I went and got my license and, and there you go. And that's that's quite an accomplishment to get a captain's license. I know that uh, an awful lot of guides they guide without a captain's license. And that's not really a smart thing to do. You know, guys, there's too much liability on that. You don't have commercial insurance. I'm I'm fully licensed, insured. You name it, I've got it. And uh, there's just too much liability. I I don't want to put my family at risk for something that I love to do. It's easier to do it the right way and just get it over with. Exactly. And what that says to me is you've got enough get up and go to get that done. You've gone the extra mile. And so anybody's looking to hire a guide, that's something they really ought to ask about. And, uh, hey, you and Brian Wilson both have got it done, both captains. And, uh, man, that just says a lot about your your get up and go and your will to, hey, go that extra mile to do what needs to be done. You know, that's uh, not – not not saying we're any better than any guide out there. You know, we just put a lot of work into what we do. I mean, we work seven days a week at it year-round. People say, oh, when's your vacation? We don't have a vacation like a lot of people. <laughs> Our vacation is when we get to get, pick up a fishing rod or a bow and go have a little fun for three hours. Just us, you know. Well, I'm going to have to start hounding Brian. Then I, I get on him about working so much. But I'm, I've, I've finally seen the light. Uh, you're just on vacation all the time. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, You know, we offer... What's awesome is, you know, I've got the Branson's Full Throttle Fishing Adventures, and I do uh, trophy striper trips and walleye trips and crappie trips and bluegill trips, and, uh, you know, I just offer everything. And then, you know, if you get bored with that, or if we have a good time that day and you want to go do something that night, I can go hook on the bow fishing boat and we can go again. So we offer everything from catching bluegill to killing giant 
uh, gar or buffalo or grass carp, whatever you want to kill. Well, I mean, you can cover the whole gamut. Now, you, you talk about bluegill. You don't hear people talk about bluegill too much anymore. But back in the day when I was younger, you know, everybody started out on bluegill. Of course, I came from the boot hill. You mentioned a, a one-pound-plus bluegill a while ago. I grew up catching those you yeah. know, in the bios and the swamps, and you don't see bluegill that big very often. Again, those things are like a dinner plate. You know, they're all as tall as they are long. You know what? A lot of my clients here lately have wanted to catch them bluegill. They've seen the pictures of them bluegill. And, you know, you're talking a half pound to a one pound bluegill. Uh, we cleaned 20-some the other day for a client. I almost had a gallon Ziploc bag of fleas. And I'm telling I you, ain't no better man. eating. Oh. No better eating. Well, when you get a bluegill that side, man, he's got some shoulders on him. And I love, uh, of course, I'm old-fashioned. Now, we would, my my dad would roll over in his grave if he heard us say the word fillet, you know. Oh, yeah, you got to scale them and gut them, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we scaled them, gutted them, fried them whole, you know. But you'd pull that back fin out of that big old beautiful golden brown bluegill and just lay those back straps out, man. Oh, my gosh, it's just heavenly, the taste. Now, uh, hey, I love crappie and walleye, but I'd take a bluegill any day, over, even over those fish. Well, Josh, uh, uh, now, where are you located in, in Branson? I know there's a lot of things going on in Branson. I'm just east of Branson, actually. I'm over there toward the Forsyth area. Gotcha. I run Table Rock, Bull Shoals, Taney Como. Um, my preferred spot is to run out of Beaver Creek. You Beaver know, Creek. Yep. Beaver Creek Marina, my, my family owned that years ago, and, and uh, that's where I was born and raised. I mean, I can run Table Rock like the back of my hand, but, you know, uh, I, I try to take people to a less less um, populated lake. You know, Table Rock's getting so busy anymore. It's becoming our second lake of the Ozarks, and, and yeah. I want people to go out and enjoy themselves without surfing all day. Hey, there you go, man. I, I appreciate that, and that's kind of my, uh, my kind of trip, too. Well, we're in uh, uh, kind of what what is it, about the 15th of January? Yep. And uh, moving on up into February, what kind of fishing will you be doing in February? You know, February's coming, guys, and, and uh, my trophy walleye trips bill i mean we catch a lot of fish that are four pounds plus we're wow uh we'll catch several this year in the 10 pound range my cousin caught one last year 17 something you know we just catch a lot of big walleye bull shoals is known for big walleye and yeah and uh i really start concentrating on them about the second week of february and i run that through march and then we get ready for white bass and crappie to you, fire up you you bet it's really interesting even being here at the fishing show uh billy smith here he's got some big walleye on a wall here that caught you know current river fish a lot of people People stop and they kind of gawk at those big walleye. So many people don't realize the quality of the walleye fishing in the state of Missouri. People think of walleye, they think of Wisconsin, Michigan, northern country. Yeah, they might catch the numbers up there, but you seldom ever hear of a giant walleye from up in there. In fact, the four biggest walleye caught in the country come from Missouri, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Well, you know, Will, I was telling some people I had a client on the boat uh, here the other day from Indianapolis, Minnesota, and they were talking about their walleye. And, and uh, the young man wanting to catch a three-pounder, talking about how monster that was, you know, and that's a, just a good, solid keeper for us. 18 inches got to be a keeper, you know, and that's a two, two-and-a-half-pound fish. Uh, exactly. I mean, uh, we catch a lot of 
22, 23, 24 inch fish that. Boy, that's sweet, and it sure looks nice on a plate. Too. Yeah, my son, last year we, we drove him down there, and his first two throws, he had one over nine, and another one ate something. You know, that's a pretty good diet. Oh, I'm envious. I'm, and I've, I've never really been a, a walleye fisherman and stuff. You know, I deal with guides and that sort of thing, so I get to make a walleye trip once in a while. But, uh, man, I got hooked uh, over in Stockton, like with Chris Nelson a few years back. Man, it was February. It was cold. We catch crappie like crazy. Storm come up, blew us off the lake. Had to rest for a while. Went back out and finished those crappie. And uh, then I saw something on his graph, so I dropped a jig down, man, pulled out a huge white bass. And, oh, man, let's catch a bunch of seeds. He said, I don't want to mess with those fish. We're going to catch some walleye. Well, he, he kind of... Uh, scared me a little bit because I was already half frozen, you know, and I thought, he's going to crank this boat up and run five miles up the lake and just freeze me to death. He'd literally moved 150 yards in the same cove, turned all those graphs and stuff on. I could see them walleye stacked along the lip of a, a creek bank. First cast, I caught one 20 minutes, the three of us had it at a limit. So that uh, that really kind of sold me on the, on the walleye fishing, and I know you're, you know, in the lakes where you, a big lake where you get some bigger walleye, but uh, if you don't mind talking tactics a little bit, and I don't want you to give you know no, necessarily every, everything away, but how do you go after these wintertime walleye? You know, in the wintertime, Bill, the way I do it, I, I get out on these flats where the big breaks are, you know, where we're talking, you'll have 12 foot of water down to 20 foot of water, and, and I take a uh, Vision 110 Plus and uh, throw it out there and catch a few of them. I take the old Smithwick, still yet I use a lot of the old Smithwick oh, and catch yeah. them. Um, if things get t tough, we'll we'll put on some bottom bouncers or some worm harnesses and bounce them down through there. But I would rather see people catch them on a jerk bait. You know, when if you got three or four guys in the boat, it's kind of hard to throw a jerk bait. <laughs> so we'll put a bottom bouncer on them. We'll go to work. But uh, you know, our, our big wall, I would get on them stump flats and and on them on them breaks, and and we'll target them fish. Any you know, we'll find a rock pile and find them fish suspended over it, and and we'll get after them. We catch a lot of fish on a on a Bobby Garland. Uh, uh, believe it or not, people say, well, that's an awful small bait for a walleye. Well, I never heard of a fish eating two smaller minner. <laughs> I think if he's hungry, he'll eat. <laughs> I, th I think so, too. Josh, we need to take just a short break here, so hang on. Hey, don't run off and go looking at these other displays here. I need to hang on to you just a little bit longer. Okay. All right, folks, don't go away. We'll be right back. I'm Bill Cooper with Living the Dream Outdoors Podcast. Hi everyone, Brandon Licklider here with the Marys County Bank. Um, today I wanted to talk to you real quickly about the pre-qualification process. Um, as we've talked about, there's a lot of really nice properties out there and this process can help you be ready to buy when the time is right. Um, typically at the bank, um, what we're going to collect to pre-qualify would be two years financials at minimum. Um, so we're going to be looking for tax returns, W-2s, pay stubs, anything that's applicable to the transaction itself. And of course, a completed application. We do have several ways we can get that application to you via our website or via encrypted email. Make the process secure if you're not local or if there's you know any special circumstance we need to work with. Um, from there, we're going to go through a review process where we're going to go through questions with you and we're going to really look at um, your situation as it pertains to the transaction, um, gather all of that information and really make the best decision for you um, moving forward. And again, this this process is really designed to be a help to help you be prepared to buy when the time's right. So, as we've talked about, these properties are really booking up fast. So when you see them out there, you know what your buying power is. You know what you're capable of doing. 
allows you to act quickly and and be in the running for some of these great properties. Um, in closing here, just want to let you know that the Marys County Bank is an equal housing lender and member FDIC. And if you have questions or you'd like to talk through this process with me, feel free to reach out to me at 573-265-4600. Again, my name is Brandon Licklider with the Marys County Bank. Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. I've been talking walleye fishing with Captain Josh Isaacs. He's with Branson's Full Throttle Fishing Adventures. And uh, Josh, we've been talking about the walleye fishing and how great it is down in your neck of the woods, man, and catching some some really decent fish. And uh, I know you've been fishing all your life and uh, guiding for a year or two. And uh, uh, I watch you. You're a busy boy. I'm pretty busy. Uh, <laughs> we've been sucker gigging. We've been uh, we offer sucker gigging. We've been bow fishing. We've been crappie fishing here lately. It's just it's going rampant. Uh, things are great. You hey, know? You're, you're just having too much fun for an individual man. But uh, hey, you do offer a, a, a wide variety of uh, services down there. Now through the winter, like I said, you've been uh, doing the gigging and the bow fishing. And I got to tell folks, man, a lot of people kind of raise the eyebrow. You know, gigging and 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 bow fishing for rough fish what kind of a deal is that you know uh but i've been out there with brian a number of times it's a, just a phenomenal experience now uh, you're not talking about doing this stuff out of a canoe or a little bitty boat brian's got i call it a barge that's what mine is you know we're running legend ss uh from cowtown usa oh yeah 22 or 2072s i'm sorry with 225 jets on them and and i'm going to tell you People don't understand it's not all about shooting that fish or gigging that fish. People don't get to see what we get to see. They don't realize what kind of fish are in our lake until we flip them lights on. And then they're like, holy moly, what is this? Yeah, it's very revealing whether you're on the Gasconade River or down there on the lake with you. What you can see under those lights at night, it's a different world altogether from what most of us are used to. Man, and you see, you know, the big carp, the big buffalo, the gar, and you're going to see some game fish as well, turtles, muskrats, beavers, and, and the deer, wildlife. coons, turkey, all, I mean, you name all it. All of it, all of it. And, but the thing that's got me, of course, I, I watch Brian, now I'm watching you just every day, the stuff you guys post on social media, and it's just incredible. The people that get on those boats, particularly for the first time, what they are experiencing. And you can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their facial expression. They're just in awe of what's going on out there. And a lot. Of, and I'd even encourage, you know, people that people kind of get zoned in sometimes. They only want to trout fish or they only want to crappie fish or bass fish. And they're missing out. Man, at least, you know, take one trip and give this stuff a chance. And... I don't think a person can do it just once. You know, Bill, there, I don't think there's anybody that can do it just once. Uh, down there at Branson, you know, you, most of us run a charter through the daytime. Then you either go to a show or do something like that of a night. But these kids need to experience nature. There is too much bad stuff out here in this world for kids anymore. Bring them out there. I promise you we will make memories that will last a lifetime. We don't, it ain't all about killing the fish. It's the jokes, the camaraderie. <laughs> it's me showing you different stuff. You know, we're, we're going to teach them. We're going to have fun with you. We are not. We are not a stuck-up group of guys. Oh, we not, not at We all. like to have just as much fun as our clients, but the memories are guys it's something that you can cherish for a lifetime well right. I, I, and i'm a big believer in this i've been in outdoor industry for over five decades and i think any kid you take out there man he sees all that and then if he 
he gets a big fish, you know, that's just the icing on the cake. But you, you know what, is he going to tell his grandkids about that 20-pound carp that he shot with a bow or, or video game that he played? Yeah, that's What's he going to talk about. That's the thing, you know, the video games are not doing these kids any good. And I, and I don't, I'm not trying to sound hateful. Man, when I was a kid, I didn't get that stuff much. You know, we had to get out. We played baseball with stick and rock. Oh, I you did know? too. And I did too. We Bro- had a broomstick and a ball of tape. <laughs> and and if Daddy said no, it was no, or we get a whooping. Yeah. Uh, and yep. I, and I'm not trying to sound mean, but that's the same way with. Uh, I still don't have the live scope. I've had several clients get under and say, "Where's your live scope?" You know, I know these lakes like the back of my hand. I'm not saying live scope doesn't make it easier. Oh, but I knowledge think it, I goes think a it long does. ways. It, it really does, and and it's intriguing to me that you bring even bring that topic up because uh, I don't have that equipment, you know, and it, it makes me wonder. Uh, and I'm referring to uh, the trail cameras, you know, and deer hunting, and I I wondered, hey man, this is getting be such a deal. You you can set. You can have cameras out in Kansas and be home in Missouri and they send pictures right to your phone at home so you can scout from home. Well, I wondered, how far is this going to go? Where's it all going to end? Some states are already outlawing tra- trail cameras. Utah and Arizona both have. And I've wondered about LiveScope. Uh, do you, you think down the road that there's a possibility of regulation starting to control some of those electronics? I really do. I really do, Bill, and I think... And I'm not I, I'm not saying anything bad about anybody that uses it, but right. I'm saying this is going to hurt our fish population. People that's never been able to catch fish before, they've picked up what I call a video game and stuck it on the front of their boat. And if there's 20 crappie right there, they can count them and they can count how many they caught. And you can watch the fish eat it. You can put the bait on his nose. And, and my hat's off to the guys that have got it. I run... I'd probably be wishing I had it one of these days because I run on strictly knowledge, you know. Right. Everything I do is what I've learned from my dad or from my grandparents. Yeah. You know, I, I try to run the way I, I used to run. You know, some of our best fishermen in today's world, you take Rick Clun. He didn't have live scope years ago. That's exactly right. He had an old red flasher that went off, and that's how he knew his depth and his water temp, you know. And well, I, you know Rick Clun very well. He didn't need anything. I'll tell you a short story about him probably 30 years ago. I was out Bass Pro. I used to record uh, uh, radio programs down there, and I was doing, doing a program with old Rick Clun one time. And I'd already done 15 or 20 programs that, that weekend. Man, I would knock them out uh, because the spring fishing classic was going on, all the big names were in there. Well, Rick Klein came in, sat down at the desk, put on a set of headphones, and we were getting ready to, we'd started recording the radio program, and uh, my electronics went off. They just went, shut down. Rick looked at me, and he said, I have that effect on electronics. Now, this dude was into transcendentalism, you know. He would envision, have visions about the... uh, fish he was going to catch in a tournament next day and that dude was about 82 percent correct you know uh and then he walked out uh, we you know, well case we can't do that he left the office 10 minutes later had another guy show show up turn, turned the electronics on and they worked yeah it's a Man, knowledge goes a long ways. I know our lakes are changing. Our floods, you know, down south, southern Missouri, our floods are, are beating us up. Our lakes are changing. But, guys, years ago we had to put in work to kill a deer or a turkey. We had to put in work to catch fish. We need to put in work again, you know. 
you're talking about the trail cameras. I'll, I'll make a short story here real quick. Uh, me and my brother went back to a place that when I was a kid, me and my dad uh, used to hunt. And my, my brothers hunted with us down there. And we just went down there to see if we could see deer just for memories after dad passed away. And I went down there and got by an old stump that I remembered where it was at. Uh, passed up a pretty 120-inch eight-point, you know, pretty nice buck. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen minutes later, I called my brother said, hey, there's a bear coming at me, and he's growling. And I said, I don't want to shoot him, but I may have to because he's getting close. Well, here come a pretty good buck through, and I, I leaned up and killed him. Well, the bear went one way, and the buck fell over. Uh-huh. And I got down there as a 25-pointer. He's got 25 scoreable points, and he scored a little over 170 inches. Killed him this year, never scouted nothing. I just remembered what Dad had showed us on them old long ridges years ago. And now, see, that's, boy, that's just a real treasure. It's all... To me, it'll always be better when it comes from dad, uncle, grandpa. And, and you know, that's even uh, a situation in the hunting in- industry. Uh, I used to do a lot of youth programs. There used to be a lot of discussion arguments going on about uh, uh, trying to get youth into uh, hunting and the programs. There were a lot of national programs that came on the scene. And I used to argue with the state board of the National Wild Turkey Federation about uh, great guys, you know, great insights want to do great things but they want to have a, a lot of times have a huge event have 500 kids there and, and, and teach them how to uh, shoot a bb gun shoot a bow and i kept telling them you're not going to retain kids just doing that there's got to be more than that and lo and behold 15 years later there was a big research project uh, completed that said all these youth programs are really not retaining kids and you know what they determined if you want to keep a kid in the hunting and fishing he needs to go with dad grandpa uncles cousins and uh, multiple times you got to keep following up and keep so now reports are saying that hey you know basically we've lost a lot of the kids and outdoor companies are being encouraged to invest uh, in college age kids Hey, they got money, they got transportation, they got friends and influence, and it kind of makes sense. But you know what? I can never ever forget the kids. <laughs> no, you know, and Bill, that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm I'm a kid fanatic. Uh, I coach base I coach baseball and pee wee basketball and stuff for Radleyville School District, and uh, uh, I haven't. I'm not coaching anything this year. Um, I've started taking kid, kids out on the gigging boat. You know, gigging. It's kind of a thing of a past. That's an old legacy oh, that's absolutely. that's slowly dying off. And and uh, I, I take kids fishing. I take them bow fishing. I'm I gigging, you know. And it's it's local kids. I, but I know if they're out there on that boat with me, they're not out there doing the stuff that kids don't need to do. These drugs these days are horrible. I, I mean, they're, I they've always it. been bad. Drugs have always been bad. But right, today's but in world, every community today, there's just no place that it's exempt. No. So if you can, hey, if you can save one kid, it's, it's it's worth the effort. But if you're taking multiple kids and expose them, uh, I just I'd like to be a a fly on the wall sometimes when guys are taking kids out like this, uh, just an experience for the first time. What do kids say to you when they you take them out for the first time and they get to look in that water for the first time or gig that first fish you and know, shoot guys, it with a bow? What kind of responses do you get? Guys, some of the responses are just uh, unbelievable. It's even hard to describe them because <laughs> people don't understand until they see it. Uh, if they'll get out there and check us out on Facebook, Branson's Full Throttle Fishing Adventure, Stained Water Bow Fishing, we've got videos on TikTok. If you'll watch our stuff, You'll see what these kids see. I had a young man on the boat Thursday night. 
He's got a big old hog sucker up to his mouth, and this kid has both of his lips buried inside this hog sucker. He's so happy he got his first hog sucker, but his lips are buried, and he's just giving a big old kiss to a fish. You know, and that's that's great. He's playing in the gigging tub. You know, he's got fish slime off from head to toe, and his mom. I'm thinking, boy, don't tell his mom you went with me. I'm gonna be a dead man. You know, but that's what it's all about. It yeah. is. Well, Captain Josh, man, we we need to take another short break here. But folks, I don't care if you're driving down the highway carrying those groceries in. Hey, stick with us. We're gonna be right back. We got a few more tales to tell you. You bet you. <laughs> Once again, it's giveaway time on Living the Dream Outdoors podcast. It's one of my favorite parts of the show. I love giving these gift certificates and products away. Every show, we give away a $100 gift certificate or $100 in product. And today's giveaway sponsor is Ledco Sinker and Lure Company out of the Waynesville Buckhorn area. And, boy, they carry lots of great fishing supplies. So whoever wins this giveaway, I'm sure will be very happy. But I'd like to run over our list of sponsors right quick, and all these people have provided us uh, giveaways this last year, and I'm sure they'll do the same in 2022. But the list includes Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, the Fly Rod Journals, SmokerBuilder.com, Cowtown USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, Stainwater Boat Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzal Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, Marys County Bank, Rich's Famous Burgers, the Fallen Outdoors, Ledco Sinker and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, and J&J Charters in Kaufman Cove, Alaska. Pretty cool. Also, Bean Creek Gang Calls out of Licking, Missouri. Hey, it's getting close to turkey season. Going to be a lot of people buying those good calls. But, uh, you know, it's a great time of year in the outdoors, man. It's uh, right at the 1st of April. Lots of things are happening. Turkeys are gobbling. Crappie are biting. Smallmouth are biting. All kinds of great things going on. But, you know, I've been extremely fortunate to live near St. James, Missouri and the Missouri Ozarks for over 40 years. So many things right out my back door. But uh, many of the Blue Ribbon Trout streams, and, you know, you can get a trout slam now by catching a fish out of all nine of these wild uh, Blue Ribbon Trout streams. And several of them are within an hour of my back door, including Blue Spring Creek, uh, Mill Creek, Spring Creek. The Little Piney Creek, Current River, Barren Fork, and uh, the other two, the Eleven Point River and Crane Creek, are oh hour and a half, two hours south of me. So that's not uh, too far away either. And I'm planning on trying to uh, complete that trout slam this year. I've actually done it before with the exception of uh, Crane Creek. I've caught fish out of all those creeks several times. But I guess I'm going to have to start all over because you got to f- photo and document the event. Other trout fisheries nearby include the Merrimack River, Merrimack Spring Park, and Westover Farms. And I don't want to forget the bass stream for the bass fishermen. Just not far from St. James is the Merrimack River, the Curtois, the Huzal, the Current River, Big Piney, Little Piney, and Gasconade. So lots of fishing opportunities right out the back doors of St. James, Missouri. So come visit us, man. We've got great places to stay, great food, great hospitality. You'll love St. James, Missouri. Okay, let's get to that giveaway, man. They've had lots of people that have liked my page on Facebook, and we toss those names into a, a hat, and each week or every other week we have a drawing. And today's lucky winner looks like Doug Bullock. I'll get a hold of Doug and let him know that he can uh, get a hold of Ledco 
sinker company and they will send him a hundred dollars worth of fishing supplies doug i hope uh, i hope we have a fish fry out of that win this is living the dream outdoors podcast Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoors podcast. I'm glad you're following along with us today. I've had a great time down here at the Kansas City National Fishing Expo. I've got to talk to a lot of people and a lot of talented guides, a lot of talented fishermen. But uh, on the show today, I've been talking with Captain Josh Isaacs, and he's with Branson's Full Throttle Fishing Adventures. And, Josh, you've told us some pretty good tales. But we're talking about kids when we finished up this uh, the last segment, and I know that you spent a lot of time uh, with kids, but uh, you have kind of indicated that you would take kids regardless of whether, hey, they're the best athlete in town, or even if they're a handicapped kid. You know, guys, I don't care. I don't judge anybody. I don't care if you don't have anything or if you've got it all. It don't matter to me. If you've got a kid in need, give me a call. I guarantee we're going to make something happen. I don't care handicap you don't have the money you got a kid that's uh having some troubles with life it don't matter give me a call and we'll make it happen i promise you well i i deeply appreciate that myself because i had a lot of children go through my home in in 40 years some of them you know was just need a little help for a short period of time some of them had some pretty difficult problems but you know what they've all turned out to be fine u.s citizens working and got families and doing great things sometimes just an invest small investment of time can really turn a kid's life around you know you you sometimes i think as outdoorsmen we maybe get to taking things for granted just a little bit we forget what it first meant to us when somebody took us but when you take a, a kid fishing and, and, man, they have a good time and they really start begin looking up to you pretty quick like you don't know what that's doing for their life, how it can turn them around. Well, you know, Bill, me and the wife, uh, we bought a house, big house here about nine years ago and we put a basement together just for the high school kids and middle school kids, whatever. If Instead of them running out and drinking and stuff, let's come over here and play pool. Let's play some. Awesome. I put that together and, and uh, you know, like I say, I've coached basketball, I've coached baseball. I've dealt with a uh, a lot of problems through kids because I'm the person they can call, they can come to, whatever. And I guarantee you guys, I will do the same for your kids. Uh, there's not ever one of us has been lucky and grown up with mom and dad. I, oh, that is exactly right. I'll never get one time. I got a pretty good sized house and got a living room upstairs never got used to a lot it's 24 by 40 i come home from work one evening there was 24 kids up there with sleeping bags on the floor <laughs> you know bill me, me and my wife has woke up and the kids instead of going out drinking and stuff after homecoming to prom we wake up in our basements full of kids they're sitting down there they've been playing pool they've been eating all of our pizzas you know what have fun kids guess what you're safe right here uh, you're exactly. not safe out here on these streets anymore uh, exactly and uh, boy i'm just so thankful for people that will do that sort of thing but kind of back to the uh outdoors theme you know i mean i've taken a lot of kids over the years i've got dozens of friends that do the same thing and we share stories like this all the time and there's some great programs around the country uh, kenny keezer an outdoor uh, writer friend of mine from the kansas city area was here at the show yesterday and kenny works with uh, missouri hunting 
Heritage Federation. I, he actually even wrote a book for them recently that uh, kind of uh, it talks about hunter education, but it goes beyond that. Kind of talks to kids about the responsibilities that they need to have as far as conservation, you know, and the ethics and that sort of thing that uh, they need to have. So when kids get to hang around outdoorsmen like this, man, it's not only just teaching them how to use that rod and reel or how to shoot that bow, but they grasp from you. Uh, a sense of passion and a sense of dedication and a sense of responsibility. See, that's the end thing that we've got to teach through all this programs and things that we get to. We've got to get down to making good human beings out of them and making them understand or bringing them to the realization that, hey, uh, Joe Blow here is not going to be around forever. It's going to, the torch is going to pass on to you, and hopefully you'll do the job and be as passionate as people before you were. You know... And I'd like to, me and Brian have talked about it a little bit. We were supposed to do something with conservation, haven't heard back yet. But I'd like to get something set up, take these, get our boats down there, bring these kids down, let them come out gigging with us for free. Uh, Let's get a pretty good group of them together, and let's show them how to cook them fish, clean them fish right there on the creek bank, bring back an old tradition that is slowly dying off. Perfect point, man. Uh, I, for... Wow, over a decade, wrote a column for a magazine out in St. Louis called The Gravel Bar Gourmet. All that the column was about was cooking on a gravel bar, you know. And, uh, man, I've, that has brought me more attention, more friends than anything i ever done, I think. Everybody eats. Well, you know, we just we just shot a little show with uh, Squincher Outdoors, Tony Weldy and them guys. Uh, we just shot a little show with them, and, and we took them guys out gigging and let them kill some fish. And, <laughs> We brought them right back. Of course, naturally, we get back, and fish cooker works perfect when you first fire it up. Well, then it gets clogged up. Something got in the hose. And here I am on, on film taking the hose apart and fishing a fi- fixing a fish cooker. Well, Tony Weldy, he's a guy down on Table Rock. He'd never eat suckers before. Wow. Well, I think he switched. He may not have switched completely from crappie, but I think he's all right with suckers. <laughs> You know, well, I, I tell you, they're hard to beat when they're fresh out of that cold water, you know. I don't like them after they're frozen. A lot of people don't. If you can, man, eat them while they're fresh. And uh, you mentioned camaraderie and that sort of thing. We build a campfire a lot of time, cook those fish. And I think Brian Wilson even talked to we talked about it on podcast we did a couple of weeks ago. There's nothing like taking them old cheap biscuits and you know, throwing them. Oh, frying them babies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, jerk them out of there and put some powdered sugar or the only or thing I can tell apple you, butter. The only thing I can tell you about them biscuits. Just get to them before Brian Wilson, or you won't get your biscuit. <laughs> hey, but these are great times in the Ozarks. Well, Captain Josh, here in the last two or three minutes of program, I mean, run through again, if you would, all the programs that you've got, what kind of fishing people will do with you, and then kind of wrap it up by giving us your contact information. All right, guys, I offer anything from sucker gigging all the way up to shooting fish with a bow. Um, we offer white bass, crappie, bluegill trips, uh, striper trips, walleye trips. Striper trips are kind of seasonal on bull shoals, but we'll still do them. Um, I'll let you know when it's hot, and that's when we'll go. Uh, don't don't be afraid to give us a call. You're going to have a good time. I, catch fish or not catch fish, we're going to have a good time. We're going to make memories. Um, feel free to give us a call at 417-251-0433. Or look us up on Facebook at Branson's Full Throttle Fishing Adventures. Um, if you have trouble finding that, look me up personally, Josh Isaacs. I'm on Facebook. I'll be glad to help you guys. You can send me a message day or night, 24 hours a day. It don't matter to us. Um, 
and we'll make it happen. Hey, man, sounds like great fun, Josh. And now I listened really close to you not last minute or so there. You missed, you mentioned about eight or nine things that uh, you guide for. Yep. I want to do them all. Well, let's do them. Well, I'm ready. All right. You know what's top number one choice for me? You're probably wanting to go walleye fishing. No. Or crappie. I want to go catch him big bluegill. Well, let's go catch him because right now is the time. People say, it's wintertime. Memo bluegill moved out. Oh, well, let no. me tell you. They ain't moved out. They're easy to find. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm gonna check I'm gonna check on you. See if you're telling me the truth. See, because I know a little bit about big bluegill. I'm gonna bring me a nine inch dinner plate and I'm gonna Let's put him on the boat. <laughs> I'll be right there. You gotta cook mine first or yours first. <laughs> hey, there may, may be an argument there, you know. But I'm bringing that dinner plate to measure that fish, you know. But well, my, my dad used to talk about it all the time. Ah, oh, you ain't caught a big bluegill till he he covers a nine inch dinner plate. <laughs> We uh, we catching some big ones right now. It's uh, I got. I, what do you catch them on? You know, uh, I use a little Bobby Garland um, to catch them, and also right now we're using a little number six hook with a piece of a night crawler on doing a drift rig on it, and they just I tell you what a bluegill such a sucker for a, a you, night crawler. You can. Uh, oh my goodness. Oh. I'm looking at a picture, folks. He pulled up on his phone, big bluegill laying in a live well with a monster crappie. Uh, man, that looks like a meal to me. It, oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, buddy. That's that's what we're talking about. Well, we're going to have to get together, Captain Josh, and uh, get it all arranged. But, folks, I hope you've enjoyed the program. And from Captain Josh Isaacs and myself, Bill Cooper, we, the two of us, are living our outdoor dreams. We encourage yes, you to we get are. in the outdoor and to live your outdoor dreams as well. Yep. And if you if you guys need anything, feel free to give me a call. If you got a kid that wants to go fishing and you don't have a fishing rod or something, give me a call. We'll make it happen. Hey guys, this is Frank Cox with Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Hey, have you ever considered a career in real estate? If you have, but you don't have your license, this is your opportunity. So each month, the Living the Dream Outdoor Properties team is giving away a free seat to the online training that you need to take in order to get your real estate license. We would love to have you join our team. All you got to do is go to our website, livingthedreamland.com, and then click on the Our Team button, and then click on the one that comes up under that that says Join Our Team. On that page, there's an application form. Just simply fill that out and get in contact with a member of our team, and I'll be giving you a call. We appreciate you, and uh, good luck. The Live in the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Live in the Dream Outdoor Properties, The Fly Rod Journals, SmokerBuilder.com, Cowtown USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, Stained Water Bow Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzzah Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, Mary's County Bank, The Fallen Outdoors, Ledco Sinkers and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, J&J Charters, Kaufman Cove, Alaska, Bean Creek Game Calls, and Rich's Famous Burgers. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. 
At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.